Welcome to Throne of Chaos. We are your hosts, Kelsey and Autumn. We are two best friends talking all about our love for Sarah J. Mass Universe as we do a chapter by chapter reread of the Throne of Glass series. So join us today as we discuss chapters 17 and 18 of Throne of Glass. As a disclaimer, we do not represent Sarah J. Mass or Bloomsbury Publishing. All thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own. So to recap last week's episode, Chapter 15, we finally had the first test, and it turned out to be archery. Almost everyone does pretty well except for Paler, and he says he's better skilled at poisons. Selena shows off her skills, though intentionally not hitting the bullseye. And she can't help it when someone snickers, and she hits the true bullseye from 70 yards away on the last target, something no one has done. Then in chapter 16, Selena continues to train, but she's so out of shape and continues to vomit on every run her and Kale go on. We find out how she got the three long scars on her back. It was her first day in Endovier, and she was dragged to the center of the camp, tied up, and given 21 lashes. At the end, a champion, Sven, one of the discharged soldiers, essentially commits suicide by trying to escape during a training session with Brulo. Chapter 17 begins with Dorian slouching atop his throne. He is fighting his heavy eyelids, wondering why his mother insisted he attend court. He thinks that even the weekly visits are too much. He does admit that it's better than studying Bill Chastain's body, which is what Kale had been doing for the past few days. He isn't too worried about it, though, because Kale is investigating the death, and Dorian assumes that it's a drunken brawl. Dorian? My sweet, my sweet little baby, my sweet little angel that grows into being something a little different. <laughs> Please leave the state of delusion, which you're competing with all the other gymnasts from Stick It together, and realize that it was not a drunken bra. Also, what has Kale ever done to prove that he could solve a murder? Because I really, I really want to know at this point. Give me the backstory of thing <laughs> of a chief of Kale's achievements. I would yeah. like a list, please. <laughs> I said not to worry. Captain of nothing is on the case of the Eye Eater's death. Like, <laughs> which I loved you so much for that comment when I read it in the doc. Because I was like, yep, this is why we're friends. Never fear, Kale is here. But yeah, <laughs> always fear, Kale is here. <laughs> But also, this shows that he only visits his mother, like, once a week or attends court once a week. And he mm -hmm. thinks even that is too much. Like, that's pretty telling. Part of being a king is going to court. Right. It sucks, but except, you gotta go, bro. Except if you're his father. He he does whatever he, he wants. He just disappears. He just goes off for six months. Just pieces out. Yeah. Gets possessed by demons. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's fine. He's... <laughs> So his thoughts then turn to the champion who tried to escape that afternoon. He shudders at the thought of what it must have been like to witness it. Now Kel had a mess to deal with, the injured soldier, the sponsor who lost his champion, and the dead champion himself. What had his father been thinking when he decided to host this contest? Him shuddering in this whole scenario with the champion shows again just how naive he is and it's only going to get worse from here like this is his first introduction into the world I guess and mm -hmm. how you know it's not all nice and clean and neat and bad things happen and this isn't the worst thing he's going to have to witness from here on out no but also the fact that Sven is at the bottom of list of things on that list like he was the least important 
the fact that the sponsor lost his champion and is now out of the competition is a higher priority than someone losing their life. I think that's yeah. just the priorities of this kingdom and what's going on. Yes. yes. As much as I love love Dorian, baby boy needed to sort out his priorities. And I hear that in my head as Ron in Sorcerer of Stones when <laughs> Hermione's like, I'm going to bed before you get just killed or worse, expelled. And he's like, she needs to sort out her priorities. Like <laughs> expelled is worse than death. Like, yes. That, that that's Dorian right now we gotta we gotta sort out our list here and it's human life right and then someone losing the competition right is definitely below that a couple of steps at oh, minimum yeah. so Dorian looks at his mother on the throne beside his she obviously knew nothing about the competition and would have been horrified if she knew what kind of criminals were living under her roof he thinks that she is still beautiful, though her face was a bit wrinkled and cracked with powder, and her auburn hair had a few silver streaks. She is wearing yards of forest green velvet and floating scarves and shawls of gold. Upon her crown was a sparkling veil that Dorian thinks looks like she is wearing a tint on her head. I just realized she was wearing forest green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Terrison. We see that she has red hair. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dorian doesn't get her hair because he has ebony curls is how they describe yeah. it. Where did Dorian get his genetics from, really, though? Like, he was contemplating. He's like, I look nothing like my father. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't comment on that. He looks nothing like his mother, either. He just goes, my mother also doesn't have blue eyes. So where did I get my blue eyes? And I'm like, right. who do you look like? Are you actually the king's son? genetically we got like what his father's blonde i think i can't him and holland are blonde which is a red flag in a book if there's a blonde (laughs) male he is a walking red flag in a fantasy book like watch that guy because it's at fenry's he's he's blonde well yeah but fenry's is special okay yeah it's like a 75 (laughs) percent chance he's the exception not the rules my theory is that dorian looks like gavin but Yes, I, I would support that theory. I really want to know what Gavin looks like because we don't mm-hmm. actually get to like. I want to know if he looks like a certain other people from. Well, other... they talk in they talk in Kingdom of Ash, but do we get like a mm-hmm. physical description of him? He has blue eyes. A ghost. He has blue eyes, yeah. like piercing blue eyes. So I mean, people just assume that, but plus yeah. there's the whole Dorian Rune mm-hmm. Reese thing all right. having like the same dark hair blue yeah the same eyes mm-hmm. yeah description so right i have questions dorian about your ancestry and <laughs> your genetics mm. so dorian notes the nobility strutting and gossiping scheming and seducing he feels like an ornament wearing an outfit his mother sent him a dark bluish green velvet vest ridiculously billowing white sleeves bursting from the blue and white striped shoulders thankfully his pants were light gray but his chestnut suede boots look too new for masculine pride. Queen Georgina says, Dorian, my dear, you're sulking. He gives her an apologetic smile, and she goes on to say that she received a letter from his brother Holland, and he sends his love. Dorian asks if he said anything of interest, and she replies only that he loathes school and wishes he could come home. Dorian points out that he says that in every letter, 
She sighs and says, if your father didn't prevent me, I'd have him home. Dorian tells her that Holland is better off at school and thinks that when it comes to his younger brother, the farther away, the better. Honestly, at this point, why does the king even care how Holland behaves? Like, does he just not want him there strictly because he's like causing trouble for him, like in the court and he's having to deal with him so he can't focus on his agenda and what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And he has to juggle the court and Parrington. So it's just easier to get him away. I'm like, what does he really care if his son's awful, you know? Yeah. I just, I really truly believe that he's got a little bit of value in him. What is the, um, the movie with the little girl that's like a psychopath. The Bad Seed. The Bad Seed. He's like the Bad Seed. Like, <laughs> he gives me future serial killer vibes. Yeah. Just being honest. So, maybe yeah. he's like, he causes too much trouble because, you know, he's like, every time he blows up, I have to go pay someone off about the fact that mm-hmm. my son beat his because, I servant mean, to death. At the end of the day, he's still trying to please and placate his court like he's not Mm -hmm. he's not trying to make a scene he's still trying to like go incognito so if holland's there just like causing a ruckus yeah that that, messes him up you know that throws things off the queen goes on you were better behaved you never disobeyed your tutors oh my poor holland when i'm dead you'll care for him won't you dorian starts to protest saying His mother is only, but she interrupts him. I know how old I am, which is why you must marry, and soon. Marry? Dorian ground his teeth. Marry whom? Dorian, you are the crown prince, and already 19, at that. Do you wish to become king and die without an heir so Holland can take the throne? When he didn't answer, she replied, I thought so. After a moment, she goes on. There are plenty of young women who might make a good wife though a princess would be preferred. He replies sharply, there are no princesses left, except for the princess Nehemia. She laughed and put a hand on his. Oh, don't worry. I wouldn't force you to marry her. I'm surprised your father allows her to still bear the title. The impertinent, haughty girl. Do you know she refused to wear the dress I sent her? I just realized this, but it's like the only time the queen talks in the whole series. Yeah, I mean, no other like standing out. Even if she does, it's not important. Yeah, this is like the only true conversation we get to have with her. Mm-hmm. Also, ma'am, your husband kind of ruined every kingdom that was on your continent. So, of course, there's no princesses left. Like, you want to yeah. marry him a princess? There's no, like, what princess? Right. All you got's the Queen of Terrison in your household, but you don't know that yet, so. I think if things would have went different, you know, if he wasn't trying to take over the whole world and they were still the kingdom as they were, I'm bet that Selena and Dorian would have paired I've up to read, marry I've got to read that first draft, the um first edition of Throne of Glass. I, I bet, you know, it would have been one of those arranged marriages to join our kingdom and. Which, the banter between them, I would have accepted it. Right. If we never met Rowan, yeah, I would have accepted it. Yeah, true. I'm sure she had her reasons, Dorian said wearingly, disgusted by his mother's unspoken prejudice. I only spoke to her once, but she seemed lively. Then perhaps you shall marry her, his mother laughed. Dorian only smiled at her weakly. I have no sympathy for the queen. 
like she excuses Holland's behavior and doesn't care what he did to the servant. She doesn't see the worst in the king like everyone else, including Dorian does. Like he hates his father. And as long as she has her little parties and her courts and she she doesn't care about anyone else. Like, mm-hmm. did she even notice when he, the king became Valg infested? Like, she still slept with him and got pregnant with Holland mm-hmm. and had a kid, you know? And I'm also annoyed at the way that she speaks about Nehemia. I don't, she just bothers me. Mm-hmm. She bothers me. Yeah. Dorian's very, you know, naive, but I applaud him for at least having the thought of being disgusted against yeah. his mother's prejudice. But yeah, I agree. No sympathy for the queen. But, I mean, Dorian doesn't marry a princess, but he does end up with a queen. So, you know. Not that his father or mother would have approved of the queen, but yeah. Well, like Manon said, what doesn't kill me better be able to outrun me. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, if you don't like her, you're dead. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't care. (laughs) She doesn't care. She drinks the blood of men. She does not care. He still doesn't know why his father granted the King of Elway's request to let Nehemia visit their court to become better acquainted with the ways of Otterlin. As far as ambassadors went, Nehemia wasn't exactly the best choice, not when he'd heard rumors of her support of the Elway rebels and her efforts to shut down the labor camp in Calcola. But Dorian didn't blame her, especially after he'd seen the horror of Endovir and the destruction it had wrought upon Selina Sardothian's body. He knew his father always had reasons for the things he did, but he wondered if Nehemia had her own motivations in coming here as well. Everyone's suspicious of Nehemia. And everyone's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they have reason to be, because they're like, um, my father, he's this bad guy, and he's currently trying to take over the whole world your country being one of them and putting all your people into these prisons. But yet you want to come here and learn of our ways. It doesn't make sense. And what's shocking is that when she gets murdered, like it isn't murdered by the king. Like the king wasn't plotting against her in that moment. Right. It was by basically Nehemia herself. Like she's her and sacrifice. Yeah. She basically sacrificed herself. Yeah. His mother continued, It's a pity that Lady Caltaine has an agreement with Duke Parrington. She's such a beautiful girl and so polite. Perhaps she has a sister. Dorian crossed his arms, swallowing his repulsion. Caltaine was across the room and he was well aware of her eyes creeping over every inch of him. The queen asked him about Elise, a young blonde woman, saying she's very beautiful and can be quite playful. As he's already learned, he thinks but tells his mother that Elise bores him. She replies, oh, Dorian, you're not about to inform me that you wish to marry for love, are you? Love does not guarantee a successful marriage. This is a little evidence of Dorian's (laughs) Casanova ladies' man ways. He already learned how playful Elise is. (laughs) He's like, been there, done that, I know. (laughs) He's like, yep, been, mm mm-hmm. (laughs) seen that show and didn't enjoy it too much I guess I'm just gonna move on to something else so he'll settle for she's boring (laughs) yeah like let's not talk about these things in front of our mother (laughs) but I kind of love that he like is a dreamer about marriage 
but also the queen isn't completely wrong that love isn't enough for marriage because i mean obviously it takes work to keep in a marriage right but also she has no room to talk because she's married to a man possessed by a vow and hasn't realized it so she should Mm -hmm. probably figure out her own Mm -hmm. relationship first i wonder what family she's from obviously she had to be of you know good enough blood that she married a king Mm -hmm. so that would be interesting for like Mm-hmm. family tree aspect right dorian was bored of these women the cavaliers who masquerade as companions of everything he hoped journeying to endovia would help and that he would be glad to come home but he found it the same the same ladies still looked at him with pleading eyes the same serving girls still winked at him the same councilmen still slipped pieces of potential legislation under his doors with hopeful notes and his father His father would always be preoccupied with conquest and wouldn't stop until every continent bore Ardalan's flag. Even gambling over the so-called champions had become achingly dull. It was clear Kane and Selena would ultimately face each other, and until then, well, the other champions just weren't worth his time. This is what I like about Dorian is that, unlike Kel, pretty quickly he shows thoughts of wanting to see and do more of like being bored of the Mm -hmm. same monotonous thing that he's stuck in and like the shallowness of court he at least hopes for more and seems to want adventure and growth and he doesn't agree with the things his father's doing Mm -hmm. he's been given everything and raised with those people under those people Yet he still questions things and he still sees the wrong in what his father's doing. So I think that says a lot Mm -hmm. about him. His mother then wonders if he is upset over something, asking if he has heard from Rosamund, the woman who broke his heart over a year ago. He didn't reply. He didn't want to think of her or that boorish husband she left him for. He compares himself to the other nobles, most his age. He felt there was a big difference between them, not older or wiser, but that there was something inside of him that didn't fit within their merriment, their willing ignorance of the world outside the castle. If it wasn't for Kale, he would feel immensely lonely. I just realized something. There was something inside him that didn't fit. Magic. Yeah, this is the first hint, this chapter of him Mm -hmm. feeling different than his peers he feels different than his family he's set apart from them yeah this is such foreshadowing that I've never picked up on before yeah it just hit me as I was reading it back in that moment right also this is our first mention of Rosamond and seriously who did she choose over Doreen the prince the prince of the country that's taking over everything I want this side story yeah like I wouldn't mind learning more about it it's Mm -hmm. not at the top of my SJM side stories that I would love to have which we probably need to do as an episode one day because I have lots of ideas oh yeah (laughs) I'll send you a list Sarah (laughs) his mother snaps her fingers at one of the ladies in waiting and she hands Dorian a folded piece of paper I'm sure your father has you busy but when you find a moment to bother thinking of me and the fate of your kingdom look through this what is this Dorian asks fighting the urge to rip it up as he read the list of names of noble-blooded women all of marriageable age she explains that it's a list of potential brides 
suitable to take the crown, and all, I've been told, are quite capable of producing heirs. You, how do you Christ. know? How do you know that? Do they already have children? Do no, because that wouldn't like, be acceptable. No, like that wouldn't be allowed. Right. So like, how do you know they can have She's children? just trying to entice him. <laughs> he tells her he will think about it and moves to leave. He was immediately surrounded by five young women asking him various questions. He looked around them towards the door and with polite goodbyes, he strode from the court. His mother has nothing else to do. Like, she's just so frivolous. And I feel like in Aylan's family, the women were just as involved as the men were in running the day-to-day of the kingdom. Like, they weren't just, oh, sit over here, throw your parties, wear this pretty dress and gossip all day and I think that shows a big difference in their kingdoms Mm -hmm. especially the fact that Terrison's heir is Aelin who is a female right true and then we have I guarantee if Dorian had an older sister that it would have straight went to yeah him yeah yeah I agree but also This kind of shows the difference between the night court and the spring court in regards to women. When Feyre's in the spring court and she's like, well, what about high ladies? And Tamlin is immediately like, there's no such thing as high ladies. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets to the night court, Breeze is talking to her about what her role would be and everything. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, there's no such thing as high ladies. And he's like, who told you that? That's not true. There is such a thing as high ladies and you could be one. But also his inner circle... His top two are female. Mm-hmm. You know, that that shows he, before he even, the whole high lady thing, he already put two female in charge. So For like however many years it had been. Right. How old? This is what throws me off. So he's 500 years old. Five and change, like 520 yeah. something. So he was old enough to fight in the war. 20 something. Yeah. And so like the war was however long ago, like what, 400 years ago or 450 mm-hmm. years ago? Like, I need a better timeline. We got a very vague Because we don't know. Timeline. In well, all the we, series. I guess we kind of do of, like, very, very rough of Reeseborn training, the war, when his sister and mother were killed, mm-hmm. and he became High Lord. And then however long it was until Amarantha came back. This is another tangent, but we'll talk about this later. Yeah, well, we'll have to. But, yeah. And then just one more thought before I forget it. When I was rereading Aquawar right before I finished it, when Draken shows up, mm-hmm. we had to strengthen the borders a couple of centuries ago when we had another skirmish. With who? And when? You can't just drop these little nuggets. Like, you need the That's detail. a nugget that, like, I, I haven't been able to sleep for days because I just <laughs> keep thinking about it. Like, who? What? When? Where? Like, I have questions, Sarah, <laughs> and you do this to me, and now I've got to wait till... However long to find out. I'm sorry. I'm having a meltdown. It's okay. Dorian strode down the halls. He didn't know where he was going. He just needed to walk anywhere. He wanted to check out one of the pregnant hounds, but they were at the track. He hoped her pups would be pure, but their mother frequently escaped from her pen. She was his fastest, but he'd never been able to quell her wildness within. That's Fleetfoot's mom. Yes. Love her. and I love that uh, the mother's energy matches Aelin. Yeah. Selena. Yeah. It's wild and does what she wants to do. Cannot be tamed. 
He hears the clash of swords from an open doorway to the champion's training room. Training was supposed to be done for the day, but there she was. Her golden hair shone as she wound around three guards, her sword no more than an extension of her hand. Someone off to the left began clapping. A grin spread across the assassin's face as she beheld Princess Nehemia. The sheen of sweat illuminated her high cheekbones and her blue eyes sparkled. Yes, she was truly lovely. The princess wore a dark tunic and loose trousers, and she clutched an ornately carved wooden staff. She clasped the assassin on the shoulder, saying something to make her laugh. Dorian wonders why Ardalan's assassin is here with the princess of Eelway, and with a sword. He thinks that this cannot go on, especially after the champion's attempted escape. Dorian approached them, smiling and bowing to the princess. Unsurprisingly, Nehemia only deigned to give him a terse nod. Dorian took Selena's hand. It smelled of metal and sweat, but he kissed it anyway. Lady Lillian, he murmurs. Your Highness, she replies, trying to pull her hand back. But Dorian held on, asking for a word with her. He led her away from the princess and demanded to know where Kale was. She crosses her arms, saying, I don't know. If I were to bet, though, I'd wager he's inspecting the Eye Eater's mangled corpse or disposing of Sven's body. Besides, Brulo said I could stay here as long as I liked after we were done. I do have another test tomorrow, you know. Nahimia does not have time for his crap. Like, she's <laughs> so unimpressed by him. It's hilarious. I love Dorian, and she feels about Dorian how I feel about Kale. <laughs> so, you know, everybody, everybody has their person they like, and... Also, in rereading these instances, just like knowing she knows what they're saying is hilarious because when she looks at Selena to like translate, knowing she knows dang well exactly what they're saying. But I love that bit. I love that bit about her that the whole time she knows, but she refuses to speak in their language to them. Mm -hmm. And she just always turns to Selena to do all the translating for them. Like, Like, give her an Oscar. She needs, she deserves it. (laughs) I Yes, it's like one of my favorite little bits about her personality when you mm-hmm. reread it. Yes. Dorian then demands to know why Princess Nehemia is here. Slane explains that she called on her and insisted on joining when Philippa told her where she was. Apparently, a woman can only go so long without a sword between her hands. He tells her that he didn't remember her being so talkative. Well, perhaps if you'd taken the time to speak with me, you'd have found me to be so. He took the bait, God damn him asking, when would I have spoken to you? She says that they traveled together from Indovier and they've been at the castle for weeks now. He tells her that he sent her the books and she asks, did you ever ask me if I had read them? He wonders if she's forgotten who she was speaking to. She went to turn away, but he grabbed her arm. Her turquoise eyes glittered as she stared at his hand and his heart quickened when her gaze rose to his face. Yes, sweaty as she was, she was beautiful. One, I love her line that a woman can only go so long without a sword in her hands. Such a golden quote. And I love the shade she throws at Dorian for basically avoiding her. You would know this if you spoke to me. Like, right. Where have you been? Mm -hmm. I think they've only had that one conversation in Mm -hmm. the hallway when they told her the plan. Yeah, that that's pretty much it at this point. Also, Selena has all these men in a chokehold. Like, they all want her. They don't want to admit it, but they all want her. (laughs) Specifically, Kale doesn't want to admit it. I saw the TikTok today. 
Did I send it to you or do you send it to me? It was Rihanna walking in her backup dancers from the Super Bowl. And it was like, Sam, Elias, <laughs> Kale, Rowan, like all these men who like all wanted her. Yes. And they're just like crawling after I don't think Rihanna. You, I don't think you sent that one to me. Oh, I'll have to find it again. It was so There's fun. so many that I think I sent to you. Yeah. And then I don't. And then you send it to me like 30 minutes later. Or there's ones where like you send it to me and I open it from our chat. Yeah. And then I immediately try to send it back to you. And I'm like, wait, no, she sent this to me. (laughs) I can't send it back to her. Yes. We have a a twin brain. It happens all the time. Constantly. She glances at his sword belt asking, aren't you afraid of me? Or are you as deft with handling your sword as Captain Westfall? He stepped closer to her, whispering, better into her ear she blushed saying well very amusing your highness but he notes that the timing was off he'd won bowing dramatically he says i do what i can but you can't have princess nehemia here with you she asks him why does he think she's going to kill her why would i kill one person in the castle who isn't a babbling idiot not to mention her guards would kill me before i even lifted a hand she gave him a look that implied he was one of those idiots It simply can't happen. She's here to learn our customs, not to spar. Selena says that she is a princess. She can do what she likes. Dorian says he will escort the princess back to her rooms, and Selena replies, word, help you. These men and women in Otterland do not know how to handle strong women. Mm -mm. They just want their women to sit there, shut up, and don't have any opinions. Exactly. Your Highness, I'm afraid we must return you to your chambers, Dorian said. Nehemia looked at Selena with a raised brow. To his dismay, Selena began speaking in Ilway to the princess, who stomped her staff. Dorian's skill with Ilway language was spotty at best, and the princess spoke too fast for him to understand. Selena tells him that Nehemia says you can return to your cushions and dancing and leave us be. Tell her it's unacceptable for her to spar. Nehemia only waved a hand and strode past them to the sparring floor. Dorian asked what she told her, and Selena responds, I said you'd volunteer to be her first partner. You don't want to upset the princess. He refuses and Selena asks if he would rather spar with her. Perhaps if we had a private lesson in your chambers tonight, he said smoothly. I'll be waiting, she replied, curling a finger around her hair. I can just see this whole scene. They're just back and forth, like with their banter with each other. Yes. They can't, they cannot help themselves. It's... Mm -mm hilarious and kale just wants nothing to do with it and just like rolls his eyes at her and gets and, jealous and moody yeah. but yeah. dorian like plays right back it's just yes. so good yes but also i love dorian's reaction to selena speaking elway with nahemia because he's mm-hmm. like are you are you kidding me really he's like this is worst case scenario <laughs> these two can speak the same foreign language that i yeah. can't speak so now i'm just stuck with two stubborn women who can talk the same language and i'm just sitting here like an idiot like a lump <laughs> on a rock just watching it happen to go a little bit deeper i feel like when she does things like this you know they find out she likes to read she loves to read books she speaks another language it reminds them of how well educated she is and how well traveled she is that she isn't a lowly person in society, regardless of her being a princess, that they don't mm-hmm. know yet. But yeah. there's a reason she's the most well-known assassin. She's the best assassin. She makes the most money. Like, she's not... I just feel like they view assassins as she's down very, here. Yeah. And she's very world worldly. Like Right. Right. 
Like she's smarter than all of y'all and you all think she you're better than her, basically. Yeah. Which she had like, as a princess growing up, had education on par, if not better than Dorian and mm-hmm. Kel. And then when she gets picked up by Arab and he's like, oh, I'm going to make her my protege. So he made sure that mm-hmm. she got the best of everything. Mm-hmm. And they fell to think about and realize that like she's mm-hmm. playing you all. And she's pretty much been to like every continent. She's been to every continent. She knows other language. They probably haven't left. Well, I, Dorian's been to Terrison maybe once, but they haven't left Otterland. They've only literally been in their country. Like they mm-hmm. haven't seen the world. Yeah, other than Kel, I forgot Kel's name for a second. <laughs> other than Kel going to Annie L and then them having their one trip to Terrison before, you know, right. world domination. Right. Yeah. But Annie L's still a part of Otterland. Yeah. Like that's so the it's furthest like, they've went. Like right. they've been to Rithold, they've mm-hmm. been in Annie L, and they went to Terrison once. Once. Yeah. And then they went to Indovir for a day. Nehemia twirled her staff with strength and precision that made him gulp. Deciding that he didn't feel like having the daylight swallowed out of him, he walked to the weapons rack and chose two wooden swords. How about some basic swordplay instead, he asked. To his relief, the princess nodded. Selena would not make a fool of him. You stand like this, he said to the princess, as if he has to tell her how to stand. (laughs) Selena will make a fool out of you, though. Sorry, (laughs) sir. Moving on to chapter 18, we are back in Selena's point of view. Watching the crown prince of Otterland lead the princess of Ilway through the basic steps of fencing, Selena smiled. She thinks that he is charming, in an arrogant sort of way, but someone with his title could have been far, far worse. She doesn't like that he made her blush and admits that she had difficulty not thinking about how attractive he was. She sort of wanted to kiss him. Of course, she'd been kissed before, by Sam and often enough that she was no stranger to it. But it had been over a year since she lost the assassin she'd grown up with, and even though the thought of kissing anyone else had once made her sick when she saw Dorian, cue my sobbing. (laughs) Oh, sweet Sam. This is our first mention of him, Mm -hmm. and I'll just never be over his death, and just all the potential that he had and they had, like, of all the things Sarah J. Mass has done to the first love interest, yeah, his was probably the most brutal, right? Because, like, I know spoiler alert for House of Earth and Blood, I know that Connor gets yeah. brutally murdered and Danica dies. That's terrible, yes, but she never actually went on a date with him. Selena right. and Sam had an established relationship, and we're getting ready to run away together, run away together, and build a life. So, yeah, Sam deserved better. I love Rowan. I don't know who I'd pick if Sam was still alive. So part of me is kind of glad he's dead just for that. It had to happen the way it happened in in life. Things have to happen for other things to happen. Obviously, Mm -hmm. like, yes, I love Rowan, but it's just still so sad. And yes, you know, if Sam hadn't died and all, we probably wouldn't even have have Rowan. Like, it just, you need certain people in your life at certain times. And yes, but yeah. Yeah, Though, if she was Faye and she settles, then she could have been with Sam for, like, what, 80 years and then met <laughs> Rowan? She could have both. And then I could have my cake and eat it, too. 
<laughs> I'm down for that plan. Yes. In, in our happy universe, Sam lives. They live for a little bit. They live, they have their happily they ever ha- after. For 60 years. And then right. after like 40 years of grief. Yeah. Because Lord knows it's going to take forever for her to move on. It took Rowan 500 years. Yeah. And he's still that point barely in time, moved on. Yeah. And it was only because, you know, mates. Right. It's the only, and then the whole time he was like, we're not mates. I had a mate. Right. Poor Rowan. He went through a whole, he yeah. was having, he he went through it. These people. In that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then before I, before I get off of this tangent, I would just like to say, yes, Selena, we would all like to kiss Dorian. Yes, you're not wrong in that thought. Bow down to Dorian. (laughs) (laughs) Nehemia lunged, hitting Dorian on the wrist with her sword. He grimaced and rubbed the sword joint, but smiled as the princess gloated. Selena bit back her laugh. Damn him for being so handsome. Selena was leaning against the wall when someone grabbed her arm hard enough to hurt. What is this? What is Dorian doing with her? Kale demanded. She shrugged. Sparring? And why are they sparring? Because he volunteered to teach her how to fight? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I can just see this. I can just see the attitude. Smartass, yeah. <laughs> they stopped as Kel shoved away from Selena and Dorian followed him to a corner. They spoke quickly and angrily before Kel came back telling Selena that the guards would take her to her chambers. So much for swapping stories, she thinks, remembering their conversation on the balcony. The test is tomorrow, and I need to train. He tells her that she's had enough training for today. Her lesson with Brulo ended two hours ago. Get some rest, or you'll be useless tomorrow. And no, I don't know what the test will be, so don't bother asking. Selena is outraged, crying, that's absurd. Nehemia cast a worried glance at Selena, but the assassin waved at her to resume sparring with the crown prince. I'm not going to do anything, you insufferable moron, she tells Kale. Are you honestly so blind that you can't see why we can't allow this? She accuses him of being afraid of her and he tells her not to flatter herself. You think I want to go back to Endovir, she hisses. You think I'm not aware of the fact that if I flee, I'll be hunted down for the rest of my life? You think I don't know why I vomit when you and I run in the morning? My body is a wreck. I need to spend these extra hours here and you shouldn't punish me for it. I'm not going to pretend to know how a criminal mind works, he says. She threw her hands in the air. You know, I actually felt guilty, just a little guilty. And now I remember why I shouldn't have. I hate sitting around, locked in my room, bored out of my senses. I hate all these guards and nonsense. I hate you telling me to hold back when Brillo sings Kane's praises, and I'm just there, boring and unnoticed, in the middle. I hate being told what I can't do, and I hate you most of all. He tapped his foot on the ground, asking, are you finished? There was no kindness in Kill's face, and she clicked her tongue as she left, her fists aching to bash his teeth down his throat. Like, none of this is Selena's fault or idea. Mm-hmm. Like, she was sparring. She was trying to get extra training in. She didn't ask Nehemia to come. Nehemia can do what she wants to do. She's a princess. She didn't ask Dorian to come. Dorian can do what he wants to do. He's a prince. And Nehemia has her guards around her. Like Selena said, they'll kill her if she tries to do anything. Kale just wants to be in charge and he can't stand if someone goes against what he wants to do. So I just need to state and show physical evidence that this scene is a red flag scene for me in my (laughs) book that is tapped. If anybody is watching this, here's the chaos of my brain in SJM book. So prayers for me and my sanity. But like, sir, this is her one chance at freedom. 
you pulled her out of being a slave for a year. And Nehemia is the first person so far who wants to be her friend and spend time with her. And after a year in prison, I think it's fine that she's the chance of some happiness. Just let her have a moment of happiness. Her entire life is straight depression. An orphan at eight. She slept in her dead parents' bed in their blood. Then had the family friend sacrifice herself so she had the chance to live. Then a psychopath pedophile assassin king picks her up and raises her to be an assassin by basically tormenting her her entire childhood. She falls in love for the first time only for them to be brutally murdered. And then she spent a year in prison. That's just the synopsis of what she went through. <laughs> like that's not even touching everything. So Kale, you can go kick rocks. <laughs> also, I started to feel a little guilty about being so strong against Kale. And then God blessed me with a TikTok by Nevy Blue One. It's N-E-I-V-Y Blue. And then one, the number. She did a TikTok where she goes through and reads a couple of scenes from, from Tower of Dawn. And I just, in that moment, felt so validated in my <laughs> feelings of Kale, which yeah. we will do a deep dive when we get to Tower of Dawn. Lord knows that's going to be a wild lie. A Lord, wow. Lord knows that's going to be a wild ride for us. But now I feel better in my Kale hatred. Yeah, like Selena, I do start, I'm like, oh, Kale isn't that bad. Like he's just misunderstood or he's just hasn't had his growth yet. And then he does and says stuff like stupid like this. And I'm like, yep, there it is. There it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to go back on my soapbox. I'm just going to leave it at the one I just <laughs> ranted about. I'm sorry to the Kale lovers. I can't help you. I'm sorry. So to recap, chapter 17, Dorian is attending his mother's court. He is absolutely bored. He hates his outfit that she picked out for him to wear, and he can't stand the people around him. He feels different from them. He feels set apart from them, and we see the queen for the first time. She is very frivolous. She loves court, and she is wanting Dorian to find a wife ASAP, and she lets her prejudice for Nehemia show, and Dorian is disgusted by it, so one point to Dorian. He gets a gold star. We learn of Rosamond, a girl who broke his heart a year ago. So him and Selena got their heart broken a year ago. Granted, Selena's is a hundred million times worse. But yeah, I was about to say hers is a little bit more brutal. But yes, but a lot happened to these people a year ago. Weird that it happened at the same time, right? When Dorian leaves, he finds Selena sparring with the guards, and Princess Nehemia is present. He tries to put a stop to it, but Selena translates to Nehemia that he will spar with her. He notices over and over how lovely and beautiful Selena is. And he won't admit it yet, but he is crushing hard. So for chapter 18's recap, which is in Selena's point of view, Selena thinks of how attractive the prince is and she would like to kiss him. We get our first mention of Sam. We learn that it has been a year since she lost him. He was an assassin that she grew up with. He was obviously someone important to her and that she kissed him often. She's pulled out of her thinking by Kale grabbing her arm, demanding to know what's going on. He speaks with Dorian angrily and then tells her to she is to return to her rooms. She protests, saying she needs more training for the test tomorrow. He undoes any progress they made with their heart-to-heart -heart conversations up to that point. 
And it ends with Selena wanting to punch him in the face. Me too, homie. That it happens frequently for me. <laughs> Much more than it happens for you. Yeah. She gets over <laughs> that eventually. Yeah. Queen of Shadows, Selena, was not about it. And I was there for it. I was like, tell him. He tell him. It. Oh, I'm thinking about all the red flags I get to tag in that one. <laughs> we'll get There's there. There's so many. Uh, now I want to reread Queen of Shadows. Yeah. I miss it, but I've still got to finish uh, Court of Silver Plains. So pray for me on that tapped <laughs> reread. Your second favorite person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to have to be spread out. Like, I'm going to get mad. I'm just going to have to put the book down and come back yeah. to it because I need to, yeah. I need to deep dive. My last read of Silver Flames, I did walk away. I mean, obviously, I didn't walk away a nest of stand, but I didn't walk away hating her as much as, you know, on a reread, I keep yeah. with Kale. Like, I I understand her. Yeah. I just, I just don't, don't like, like her. her. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not how I feel about Kale. Right. I just don't I like just her. It's more of indifference now. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I just don't like you. Like, you're yeah. just a person that I just don't like. Right. I mean, the good interactions are few and far between. So I did make sure that I tagged those. Like when she had a moment yeah. I liked, I highlighted and was like, I like Nesta here. Right. And then two pages later, she'd say something else. And I'm like, I don't like Nesta here. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think obviously she had her big redemption in Silver Flames. And, you know, we understand her better. And she did have a change. So I think moving forward in Akatar books, we will see the better side of her. So. Yeah, like I think she has a lot more room to grow, mm -hmm. thankfully. Yeah. So please don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you are using. And you can find us on Instagram at Throne of Chaos Pod. We are most interactive there. So come say hi. We love talking all things SJM. You can also find us on YouTube. So if you would rather watch us, go subscribe and let us know if there's anything specific you would like to see from us. We promise we have more coming than just, just these episodes. recordings. Yes, We've got ideas. It just takes us a minute to get it's to them. A lot's happening. Good things, mm -hmm. but just stay tuned. Ready for May. Yes. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.